This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, we, Site Visibility has a piece of shameless self-promotion because they've just released their 2020 PPC automation guide. The guide is completely free to download and will help you get started with each of the new automation settings within Google Ads. So this includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, dynamic search ads, and more. The best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning today. So download your free guide at bitly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. I'll say that again. Bitly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. Now today I'm joined by Martha Van Berkel, co-founder and CEO at Schema App. Martha, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Now you're up in Canada, aren't you? Near the lakes. Yeah, we're just here freezing right now. It's all good. We'll melt soon. Oh dear. Well, hopefully this conversation will warm things up. Um, let's start off. Tell us about about yourself and also about Schema App. Sure. So um, as you mentioned, I'm the co-founder and CEO at Schema App. And Schema App is really the number one choice for doing structured data because only Schema App has an enterprise-grade solution that works on all websites, all content without an IT developer. And if you don't know what Schema Markup or Structured Data is, don't worry, we're going to cover that today. Um, but a bit about me. Um, so I am you know, technical by background. I actually studied applied math and mechanical engineering and got to spend some time in your fine country when I did a year uh, playing mostly field hockey at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow. Mm. And then after I did my degree, I spent some time at Cisco. I actually spent 14 years at Cisco. I can't believe I, I spent it that long there. Um, and at my time at Cisco, so I um, did everything from technical support on when voice over IP was really new, uh, project management, program management, but I really finished off doing a lot of strategy work and I was really an intrapreneur, so where I got to take great ideas and develop them with customers. Um, and you know, when I left there in 2014, I started Schema App um, with my husband, Mark Van Burkle, and really you know, launched into this entrepreneurial life, which was very, very different from working for a large corporation. And it's really through this entrepreneurial journey that I've gotten into the area of search engine optimization and SEO and the really dorky kind uh, around data. Mm. And it's just been, it's actually been like a really, really fun, interesting place to be. And, you know, one kind of fun fact is like no one um, in SEO knows me as by my maiden name because I got married and had kids right when I switched industries. And, you know, when I'm not thinking about the business, trying to grow the business, trying to explain to people what this area of schema markup and things mean. Um, I can be found either hanging out with my kids, skiing these days uh, in the winter, and in the summer, I'm, um, I'm an avid rower. Rowing. That's something I've never tried, but I used to know a couple of rowers at, um, when I was at university, and uh, they were incredibly good at arm wrestling. That's all <laughs> I remember about them. I haven't tried it. I'll, I'll have to like maybe we'll have an arm wrestling thing at Schema App and see how I do. But I'll have to do it midsummer when I'm in my best fitness. Yeah, I think you'll find that you're, you probably didn't realize. I think you'll find you very good. Anyway, less of arm wrestling and, and, and rowing and stuff. Let's start off with uh, talking about Schema because we, we're going to be talking today about the general sort of overarching thing that I want to talk about is, is Schema Markup and sort of, you know, how it's going to be a quite pivotal sort of going forward, certainly in 2020. But let's start off with a, a, perhaps a definition of schema markup and uh, why it's so important. 
Sure. I often start by saying like people see the impact of doing schema markup when you do a search in Google and you see extra information in the search engine result pages. So that could be stars or pricing information, extra images, you know, FAQ answers like under a result. And, and so if I'm explaining to my mother or a grandmother, you know, that's, that's sort of usually where I start. Mm. And, and, and what it is, is actual code on the page that gives Google confidence and understanding of what that page is about. And, and when I think about it is like, if you think of, you know, the code is, is like translating into the language of search engines. Yeah. So, you know, people talk about, they'll talk about schema.org. So that's actually like the definition of the vocabulary. So it's like the French language. This is the, the search engine, you know, language called schema.org. Yeah. And then the code that it, you turn schema.org into when you translate that web page content is called schema markup or structured data. And it's when you apply that, you know, on the different types of content that you get that awesome, you know, evolution of the the search engine result page, again, with images, stars, and so forth, um, and also additional understanding. So it really is this language of search engines that search engine optimizers can use to stand out in search results, um, but also increase understanding um, by Google. I was talking to someone, oh, I think it was probably about six months ago now about about schema markup, and he was describing it as, I I think his description was something like, it's almost like embedded data in your page. Would, Would that be fair to say? Well, the reason I, I don't, sir, it is embedded data. So it's like further clarification about what the information on the page means, but it still has to represent what's on the page. Yeah. So one of Google's guidelines is that you can't sort of hide all this extra information under the covers. It has to really represent what's on the page. And that's why I use that translation um, kind of idea because then you're actually taking, you know, what are the words and meanings? And this could be everything from like, you know, what on the page is the headline? What is the author? Is the author a person or an organization? You know, what is the, what is the image? You know, what is the image about? You know, what is the primary topic of the page. So you're actually like adding structure to the content to explain it with more clarity. Yeah. So it has to be in the context of the page. That sounds quite important. Correct. So let's talk about how, in in your view, it's sort of evolving at the moment and, well, accelerating, I suppose, is probably a better way of saying it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. So, so we've been doing this for a long time. So we like started doing schema markup in, in 2014. You know, the the standard came out in 2011. So it's like it's not new, um, but we've really seen sort of like between 2018, 2019, and now 2020, sort of continued acceleration, and especially in the last quarter. And you know, I, I joked that in 2017, Gary Illis from Google was like, you know, everyone should be looking at structured data, and so I was like dancing, being like, woo, 2018 is going to be the year of schema markup. And actually, in that year. We, we saw the early adopters, you know, kind of ask us for doing things at scale and, mm. and sort of driving adoption. But we didn't actually see sort of, I'll say, like mass market adoption. But then in 2019, you know, we saw in, at Google I.O. in May, Google basically did a whole piece on not just structured data and schema markup, but also Google Assistant, so voice. And they actually said for the first time, if you optimize your content with schema markup, you know, Google will do the heavy lifting then to make sure that that content is found across different surfaces and different moments. And the surfaces they were talking about in the images is everything from like tablets, phones, computer, but they also had a car and a watch. So when you think Mm. of Google playing like in the space of IoT and Nest, you know, they're kind of talking about a much broader place there. 
Fascinating. They also then right after that time in May announced like a couple more features. And so features are things like, you know, FAQ schema. So frequently asked questions showing up like under the search result, mm. um, how to. Um, and then we also saw seven releases of the vocabulary. Like we'd never seen that much investment in sort of extending the schema.org vocabulary. And then in the fall, they announced five different reports in Google Search Console around schema markup. Again, sort of Google showing how much they're invested in it. And then they also then announced new features in the fall. So again, like we're seeing like multiple times during the year, you know, it, huge investments across like all aspects of, of this area of search. And then in, in December, the beginning of December, Google hosted what they called um, the Google Webmaster Conference, where they brought into Mountain View top SEOs around the world. And when Barry Schwartz reported out of that session, he said like the number one trend out of all the talks was around structured data mm. and how Google was going to double down on it and that this is something you should stay on top of and implement. And so that was huge, right? So that was yeah. like December. And then we, you know, everyone started reporting like top trends for 2020. And for the first time ever, schema markup and structured data was listed on it. And I got to like actually put out there like, you know, things I've been talking about for years where like people actually want to hear it now. So that that was kind of fun. And then um, in January, we saw a release of schema.org, which like they don't usually do anything in January. Like everyone's still sort of waking up from the holidays. <laughs> but we saw a release in January. And then on January 31st, John Mueller, who is another spokesperson for Google, he has his regular office hours and someone asked him about schema markup and he went on for like four minutes talking about how they're going to be investing in more releases, more features. And then he talked a lot about how it's going to get more complicated, which was frankly music to my ears because mm. like a lot of what we do is help people, you know, do it without having to kind of get into the complexity of it all. So, you know, if you're ever thinking about doing <laughs> schema markup, um, now is the year to really dig into it. And there's some industries that are still lagging. I I would say like finance is, is one. So while we see sort of adoption in insurance, we're not seeing a lot of banks and, and sort of finance um, large corporations doing it. So I think if you're in that space, there's there's still a lot of time to run with it. And then we're seeing like large enterprises still trying to get their head around how they, how they do this and, and what makes sense. So, um, you know, there's still a lot of opportunity to kind of get in there, identify how you can differentiate your content um, and, and sort of increase understanding. You mentioned there about um, the, uh, what was the word you used? Uh, they're, they're they're making it more complicated. Presumably, they're adding more features and and stuff to it. I would love to talk about that, but unfortunately, we've only we've only got twenty minutes. But we'll we will touch on that for, uh, in, in a couple of minutes' time. But before we talk about sure. that, um, just wondering how how marketers sort of getting down to the practicalities. How marketers can use schema markup today? Perhaps not going too technical, but as a more sort of marketing angle. Absolutely. I, so I often talk about like how to build a schema markup strategy. And, and actually, we have a, a very long blog on that very topic. And and when we talk about like how you should use this within the business, we always start by asking like, well, what are the elements or things about the business that you're trying to grow? So like, what are your business goals, right? Like start at the very, very high piece. So mm -hmm. if you're a marketer, like what are your marketing goals? And often that will then talk about like, oh, we're trying to grow this part of the business or you know, I'm trying to increase the number of appointments we're getting um, or we're trying to to, you know, really compete in this area of search around these keywords. So there's, you know, what we want to do is start by talking, like, what are the key elements? And, and then we sort of talk about, like, well, where does that show up on your website? So in your website, if, you know, you're trying to kind of grow a certain area of your services or your products, you know, 
what are those elements? And we actually list those out. So I often say like you could be sitting in a pub, you know, with the back of an envelope or a napkin probably more these days and, and actually write out, you know, like what are the, the key parts of our business and website that we want people to find and engage with and you just make a list. And then after we sort of identify those things, then we actually go to, you know, developers.google.com, search docs, data types for structured data. And I'll, I'll make sure that that resource is available um, for you in your notes just to make sure that, you know, people, you can go and look to see what are the things that you can stand out with, with Google. Because what we want to do is ideally match those two things. What is the content that's a business priority with, you know, where you can actually get those like, you know, sexy, fancy results in search to be able to sort of then prioritize the things that are both important to the business and that you can stand out with. Mm. And there's a lot of things that apply to a lot of businesses. So things like articles, events, um, frequently asked questions, job postings, local business if you you know serve locally, question and answers, videos and and reviews. So there's you know so I would say like some core things that I think no matter what type of business you run or what you're marketing that that those features really apply for. And so that's really where we have people start. It's just kind of getting a sense of where is the opportunity based on your business goals and then based on some of the features. And then also, you know, that that general understanding. Like in November, Google finally said, you know, we use this for overall understanding, which then makes sense because like Google's goal is to sort of drive searcher's intent. Mm. Is that helpful? It <laughs> is very helpful. Like, yeah. yeah. And I was wondering, because uh, just going back to that thing about sort of, sort of where it's going, is crystal ball time. And where do you see, I mean, where do you see schema going into the future? What sort of things you think might happen? Well, you know, a couple different areas. So, you know, one is that we're, we're seeing sort of other consumers, right, use it. So if it's being used for understanding anything that's trying to do natural language processing, machine learning, um, in order to provide service or answers, can use the structured data in order to promote that understanding. Um, and, and so I'll give you an example, you know, like chatbots, you know, have often been sort of more workflow based these days. But as they kind of go into the AI chatbot side, they need to like be able to better understand the content and the questions and match those up. So, you know, I think we're going to see broader consumers. Um, and, you know, we met with Google, you know, two years ago and we talked about like, oh, you know, there should be a chatbot that just uses structured data. Yeah. So I really see that coming. When I talked to like some AI chatbot companies, like they were modeling data in the way that that schema markup does it, which is like in ontologies and knowledge graphs. And then the other area that we're already doing with some of our, our customers is once you structure all the content on your website, you can reuse that structure to get really interesting business insights. And so one thing we're doing is we're taking the structured data and adding it into analytics. And an example of where we're using this is, let's say you have a blog and all the blogs have an author. We can actually pull all the authors and add it into Google Analytics and so that we can actually look at all of our analytics by author. And so that then becomes really interesting when you're trying to assign, you know, who should write about what topic. Well, it looks like, you know, in my, in my case, like Martha's still driving the most traffic on the website. You know, how do I get my team to produce more content so that, you know, I'm not the, the primary traffic driver with my content? So I really see like the structured data evolving evolving to help with business insight and, and something that we're really exploring and pushing the envelope at Schema. So if you had one top tip, Martha, or a key takeaway for our listeners, what would it be? 
So I, I think, you know, even if you're not a technical marketer, like you have to accept that schema markup's here to stay. Um, you know, there was question about that and that it is complicated. And so I, you know, I think part of it's like at least get some general awareness on what it is and how it fits into your strategy because, you know, Google's really double downing on it and by evidence of what we're seeing just sort of in their announcements and them sort of really pushing it. And I had this one insight, um, Andy, I wanted to share with you yeah, in that it was like, why are they making it more complicated was what someone asked me. Mm. And I was like, you know, it's actually interesting. Like, I wonder if they're making it more complicated so that by people buy more ads mm. because <laughs> they make money, right? Like, so here's a, you know, search engine optimization is, you know, kind of like complicated as its own. And then now they're saying like, here's one thing that you can do to actually control and evolve your SERPs, but it's hard. And so like, wouldn't it just be easier to pay us for ads? So I, you know, back to your, you know, your, your new PPC growth in 2020 guide just came out. You know, I think yeah. these two things go hand in hand, right? You know, how do you make sure you're using paid in the right way, but also like look at how you can do this as an organic search strategy that helps you really differentiate. And if you get into it and do it right, I think there's a really an opportunity to stand out. Well, Martha, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, how can our listeners find out more about you and more about Schema App? So go to our website to find out about Schema App. So it's www.schemaapp.com. That's S-C-H-E-M-A-A-P-P.com. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Martha Van Burkle. And then we also um, post some things on LinkedIn um, under our company, uh, which is Schema App, or you'll see us as Hunch Manifest, uh, Schema App by Hunch Manifest. Well, thank you so much, Martha. And thank you, listeners. The show notes will be in the usual place, which is sitevisibility.co.uk slash IM podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a fab review. That would be great. Uh, questions and suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Uh, there is a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Martha. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Martha. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. <laughs>